You're listening to Manufacturing Ignition Hot Topics, bringing you right up to date on the latest trends and discussions within UK manufacturing. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. move on to the, the hot topic so as we said it's females in manufacturing I know you've done a, done a bit of research into this Scott so um, I'll let you crack on yeah, well, it was it was something that came across. I mean, you you and I deal with this on a, a daily basis, and uh, you know, there's 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 you know there's there's plenty of viewpoints in this. Um, but one of the I, I was speaking to uh, 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 well, to be honest, what what prompted me in this was actually there's a company called Mansfield Pollard, and there was an article I was reading about them reaching their their equality milestone. We are actually um, the the key directors in their business. Um, all three of them are now female. And so, which apart, you know, which caught my eye, and I was thinking, well, actually, that's pretty. Yeah, it's not common, I guess, for the, the the percentage of the board to actually be, you know, all female. And and then it got me thinking, actually, what's the norm, actually? And and then also the recruitment challenges that we've seen over the years about um, perception, about capability. And then actually, if we think about the pool of talent that we have, depending on the role, of course, you know, the the volume of of, of good um, females that are actually coming through the ranks. So I just thought it was um, an interesting starting point because there's so many other ideas that that, that spin off from it. Well, I think, I think, I think, you know, this could, this could be a, you know, we we could speak about hours about this. I think it's just a matter of keeping it really sharp and close, you know, as, as, as to the point as possible. I think the two biggest things that I see is the question around the percentage of women within manufacturing as a whole and who are in management or board level positions. Right. And then the second one being obviously the pay gap issue. Uh huh. And I think, you know, I can only take from my personal experience. So, you know, I, I, but also looking at the statistics that, that are visible online, you know, for a lot of the bigger companies within like the FTSE 100 and stuff like that, you can see the percentage of people. So I think that would be a, a really good focus point for us to kind of hit home, but actually put a spin on our insight into that because obviously we are, you know, on the front line with regards to recruitment and I've got a really good insight into, into, um, you know the processes that happen, and and, and especially like the the pay gap issue and stuff. Like that, you know, been dealing dealing with it for, you know, uh, you know, we've been working in recruitment for six years, and Scott, you've been working at ten, so I'm sure we can give a really good insight rather than just the same old stories that you uh, and, and and articles that you read online. Yeah, well, one of the things that, that caught my eye this week, actually, again, when I was looking at the U- the news, was the the European um, Commission as well. You know, that, that actually we're all trying to. Um, hit this, or their actual in in their own commission, and um, it's trying to hit a target of at least forty percent um, of women in management. I mean, that's their target, and um, that they're all working right. to. So it's 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 been you know that there's it's 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 there, and actually you know forty percent versus you know where where's where it closer to fifty mark? I'm thinking, but but that stems on you know when we recruit for for any given role, it's thinking actually about. What, what is the right experience, skill set, you know, right person for the job? We, we don't, correct. you know, it's, correct. Why, why should it matter? <laughs> you know correct, 100%, Scott. And I think, but I think the bigger picture, right, obviously there's a lot of statistics that get thrown around, okay? Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture is how many men is there in manufacturing compared to women? And if you, if you look at the statistics from last year, 
there's 80, the manufacturing is made up of 85% men and 15% women. You know, so, so 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 you've got that. That is a topic in its own. Where actually, how do you encourage more females into manufacturing? And I know there's a lot of stuff going on because, as I've said in the past, there's stuff that I'm involved in with schools and encouraging uh, young people to think about manufacturing and see that as a great career because manufacturing is doing well at the minute. It's thriving. It's exciting. It's a rewarding career that should attract its fair share of of people. Regardless of gender, gender doesn't matter. But actually, I think the the focus should really be uh, should be encouraging more more females into manufacturing to get a fairer split. But this is uh, you've you've hit the nail on the head, Terry. In that you know, there's not enough um, females in actual already in manufacturing before we get to the leadership piece. Yeah. Um, and and we've got a question that the angles behind that. So in terms of if you think of you know from the educational piece, whether the the, the schools that you're talking of are working with, and you know the further education, whether it's colleges or universities, are doing their bit and actually encouraging you know highlighting manufacturing um, as a talent, and then actually allowing them to have the, the setting them up the tools you know to actually get in and, and do a good yep. job in there and yeah. you know I know that yeah, have been geared away yeah but you know they end up you know becoming a lawyer out with manufacturing or, or doing other things that yep. maybe within industries that are more um, flexible maybe to, 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 to obviously to what's going on um, uh, uh, yeah yeah exactly and I think you know with, with the focus of these reports that I've seen online about 33% of the board being female, I think that's the wrong sort of attitude, actually a percentage of the board, because, you know, I think it should be actually encouraging more females into manufacturing as a whole. And that, you know, and, and you know, and then at the end of the day, you know, there's no point we talk about percentages, when actually we should be looking at getting more people into manufacturing overall. That's my thought. The facts that are probably drawn to this to this point, that the reason that we're talking about the you know the percentages of females at board level and in senior management is is based on the fact that that that, that females the percentages were, were were horrendous. You know they were absolutely it, it was just not fair that um, it was a male it is and still is a male dominated environment. Yeah. So I guess it's it's moving. We, we now work. Um, and we all live, you know, with an all-encompassing world that's, you know, that's diverse. And I think sometimes that the, as a, as a lady we speak to earlier, highlighted, you know, the power of diversity, you know, is actually um, where it, where, you know, can make such a, a massive difference within manufacturing. And I'm sure other industries as well, where actually you embrace the the, the, the capability of, of what someone can bring to the table. And whether it's maybe slightly different, you know, if, if someone's got maybe a family or or there's there's actually commitments out with, you know, that they can't necessarily do what's always been done, you know, that actually that, that can happen. It, I think it's, there's I think it's I think it's to do with um about you know, because Scott, if I'm if I'm thinking about it myself, you know. You know, I've kind of always been brought up, you know, with a successful mum who's done very, very well and has worked her way from the bottom up to being the HR director for a global company. And I've seen that progression. So I've always been inspired and influenced with that. And I've never thought about gender at all. And I think from my perspective, all the companies I've ever worked with, there's never been any gender bias. There's never been that. I've never faced that. However... It is out there, and there's no question about that. And I think it's with the sort of older school companies who, you know, it's the way it's been done, and it's hard to kind of accept maybe a female on our board. 
And I think that's the big challenge. So when we're talking about the percentage of females on board, I think it goes down to the actual companies. I mean, you've got the likes of what, your FTSE 100s, obviously they're going to, you know, they're obviously embracing it. As, you know, it's a matter of Diageo's got 36% of the board female. Glaxo's got 33% of the board being female. Um, so there's a big drive there. However, the bigger picture is actually at the total FTSE 100, out of the 100 companies, the average percentage of females on board is 17%. But that's the total FTSE 100. That's not, you know, there's 29 manufacturing companies in there. You know, so I think I think the think the key thing is is the not just looking at a FTSE one hundred or whatever and the bigger businesses, actually the wider manufacturing. If we get more people involved in manufacturing, regardless of gender, then it'll naturally balance it. You know, end of the day, people who are who are career driven, successful and, and doing a, an excellent job will be naturally promoted yeah. through and so right, exactly. It's it's about the capability and uh, just here, Terry. You, you might have your, your figures. You've got there. Just to, I, I've double checked here. I, I've got the 2017 figures here, and I believe Diageo is actually now at 44 um, percent of female okay. board I and was it GSK there at 41 percent oh, okay. of five female directors. So they, I'm guessing maybe if you've got 2016 figures there, then you know there you go. There, there's yeah. there's and, there's and, progress. And can I just can, can I just go into a wee bit more detail here, Scott? Do you know yeah. most of you know, end of the day, right, we're talking about board and whatever else, but actually the, the vast majority of these people who are female within these boards are non-execs, so independent non-exec directors. You know, that's the sort of insight that I can see. But that, then that's a report back from 2013. So, yeah, it's right, slightly, okay. you know, it's not a date, but you've got yeah, the But there you go. Well, there, there you go. There's, um, there's, you know, there's progress. I guess, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's actually good reading. Tying in with just you... Touching on, you know, the, the, the clients you've worked with over the course and you've not really come across, uh, I've not seen it from a, I've actually seen it in a, the, the reverse of a, you know, I've, I've had a client saying to me, if you've got a female, brilliant, because, you know, it'll actually help the morale on the team and all that. That, that side of it but I've, I've I've seen it also where you know there was an example where um, a lady was considering a role well what was it was, was considering a role in a unionized environment and actually the person that was um representing her said do you know what is it's probably not the right one for you <laughs> do you know that way that opens up a whole other can of worms, Terry. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that in terms of, do you not, do you not think that, you know, companies are potentially missing out on, you know, and missing an opportunity that they're actually, and it, you know, that hundred percent. I think, I think, you know, I think Scott, before this podcast, I knew this was going to be a hot topic and, 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 and what I've made sure I've not done is done too much reading online because that can sway. And as I say to you, I'm just, there's some stats here and whatever else, but actually this is really, from my perspective, where actually I don't really see that, but you know when I'm looking at our placements, so Bonfire as a business, out of all our placements over the last two years, forty percent of placements have been female, okay, um, and sixty percent have been male. There you go. Um, within within companies, and that's been every single placement we've made. Yeah, and in our, our last in our market areas, senior management within manufacturing. Um, so, Correct. So, so there we go. And Correct. that's not, those figures are not too dissimilar, are they, from what, what we're living there from no. that report? No, so, so I, 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 don't, I don't think that, you know, when we're, when we're going back to percentage of people, you know, within manufacturing and management, there's clearly, you know, the gap in that is clearly came right in. And the pay gap issue, I've, you know, Scott, I've not seen, so, I've never had any placements in the last two years where it's down to gender. Whatever the budget's been for that role, regardless of who it is, that's what the budget is. 
actually, to be fair, sometimes it's actually be you know it's actually been that wee bit more because the you know as you said you know for, for, for that particular candidate if they're a really good candidate. Regardless yeah. of gender, then they can be in demand for a number of roles. So yeah. actually, you could be at a point where you're pushing a wee bit more with salary to get them on board within your company. That doesn't matter regards to gender. So my two pence worth is on the basis that I don't see it personally. I know it, I know it does exist. I think it's a historic issue. But actually, once you break down the boundaries with certain businesses and they start accepting more females into the business as a whole, then it, you know that number's only going to come up to more even. We're sitting at forty sixty at the minute. There's no question about it. And the pay gap side of things, I think you know there should be transparency there on that. And I think I think there is something getting done with transparency on it. And then you know at the end of the day, it's um, there's no issue for that. Yeah. I'm just, you know. I think I think the the pay gap scenario, as you know, I mean my my always my process is, is around making sure it's the right person with the right experience suitable for the, the you know the, the company and um, that's trying to attract the best talent do you know that way and I think it, it's almost a, it's not it, it's, it's so irrelevant actually that the, 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 the nature of you know if the person can do the job well has experience to do it you know and um, then there's you know companies that are maybe not open to to, to actually promoting you know females within their, their business um, or maybe not um you know, willing to accept someone from out with, you know, coming, you know, coming in to, to their organisation is definitely missing out on an opportunity. And if you if you look, you know, if you look across the world, you know, th- th- this world of inclusivity, you know, I think um, th- there's some serious examples that, that are relevant. The, the other thing I do think is important, Terry, because uh, as you know yourself, I mean, if you, if you take recruitment, for example, uh, someone coming into this industry, if they have a bad experience, do you know that way? Will, will last two minutes. Do you know that way? And I think um, making sure that, that that females are equipped and supported to have the right tools. Do you know that way? Um, and have the, the, the you know have the right. Uh, I don't know, you know, the, the right mentoring. And I know that sounds, I'm not trying to be patronised, but actually, you know, my, stepping into a manufacturing role and making sure that they've got the, 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 the true support that's relevant as well. Do you know that way? Because I think if you step into an organisation and are thrown in the deep end and are not set up with the correct tools, and this comes back to schools and the college piece and actually having the, the capability of an individual, because that's that's where, um, you know, the, the inroads will come in and, and it's the grassroots level that probably needs to be looked at and again that ties in with the, the STEM skills that we've, we've touched on in previous months as well about what are we doing then further down the chain yeah and 100% and we were talking about uh, skill shortages as well yeah. you know and and at the end of the day the UK has got a, a healthy population what we need to do is make sure that we're flying the flag for manufacturing and encouraging as many people into manufacturing as possible which means that actually we shouldn't have skill shortages we should be in a comfortable position where we've got we've got um, the best calibre of people in, in our jobs that are actually growing manufacturing across the UK as a whole and working in, in tandem where actually what we become is a world leader once again. Rather than China, you know, doing all these amazing stuff and whatever, and then you've got Germany and all your, you know, the usual suspects and, you know, everybody's getting involved. Actually, let's let's think about for the core up and let's get you know let's fly the flag for manufacturing yeah. in the UK. And if you look at any team environment, you know the sum of all parts tends to be bigger. 
you know that one that way than any other um, individual within it and uh, you know the Chinese example is a great example whereby I guess they're mandated to do whatever it is that they're, they're encouraged to do but they actually part of that is actually supporting each other <laughs> so that way and actually working as a as a team to, to allow their objectives and you know I, you know there's organizations you, you touched on Diageo earlier GSK actually as well you know they these Guys absolutely um, have their global framework that allows uh, you know the, them to tap into the the expertise that they've got in their organisation globally and, and and do some good stuff. Yeah, and I think you know Diageo is doing some good stuff. I know they've released a pay agenda pay gap report two weeks ago, fourteenth of November. So that's visible online. Everybody can clearly see that, and and, and they're clearly they're clearly the front face. You know, they're looking to show that they're the best employer for gender throughout the world, you know, which is great. But we need some, we need more SMEs, medium sized manufacturing companies, you know, doing the same, which there certainly are. But I think we need a wee bit more and we just need to encourage uh, more people overall into manufacturing. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. And I think maybe maybe for 2018, Terry, we revisit this and I think um, maybe look at the bigger challenge and how to encourage, you know, female leaders and technical experts into manufacturing and whether, you know, and, 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 and potentially take that one stage further at looking, attracting, you know, individuals from further afield overseas, I guess, um, and, you know, highlighting, I guess, the challenges of of individuals maybe with disabilities and so on that, that actually can still do a good job and probably a better job in some cases um, within a role within manufacturing. So, yeah, yeah. plenty to... Good. to consider. So, Good. any any exactly. feedback and, and thoughts on that would, would be appreciated from from our listeners, and we'll, we'll certainly revisit that in the new year at some point as well. Yeah, well, I'm sure we were in discussion, Scott, um, with a few a few of the of the of people that, that we know well who uh, embrace women in manufacturing, and and really we were looking to get an insight. So, we'll hope to have someone on the show soon uh, to, to kind of give us a wee bit of an insight from their perspective be, as well. To be fair, I mean, we've spoken to, I mean, I've certainly spoken to a few this week and I think because of the, the good ones are busy, <laughs> you know, that way, Terry. So I think giving them yeah. more than a few days' notice is, is probably only fair. And um, yeah, no, that, let, let's get that penciled in for, for the new year. Exactly. And uh, exactly. we'll do that as well. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there and we'll catch you for the next episode.